Welcome to the NLPCourses.com show, where we push past the hype and pull back the velvet curtains of creating a successful life with NLP. Diving into physiology, neuroscience, and linguistics so that NLP becomes a practical tool at home and in your career, moving beyond the techniques so that you can make a name, make money, or make a difference. Tune in weekly if you care more than others think wise as we set out on our quest to uncover the secrets of successful people from all walks of life. Make sure you head over to nlpcourses.com to subscribe to receive our newsletter and receive free transcripts of each show. Here's your host, NLP Master Trainer, John Cassidy Rice. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. My name is John Cassie Rice and I have the pleasure to be your host for this session. I've just moved house and offices and we're still living out of boxes. So at this point in time, I'm in a makeshift studio. But what is great about the new place we've moved to, I have a whole building that we're going to convert into offices and into a recording studio. But at the moment, it's just a big room. So until then, I'm making do with this makeshift office. And there's still boxes everywhere. Okay, that's enough of me rambling, I think. Let's get back onto a topic. And this this session, what I was thinking of doing is something about health and success. Because I do believe, you know, you can have all the success in the world, but if you're not healthy, then it's very easy to lose it all, not enjoy the whole process. And when you have health... You have the energy to follow through on your plans for goals and whatever it is that you want in life. That was my plan. But I come across a concept from health and fitness that I'd like to share with you that I thought could be applicable to anything that you wanted to do in life. And the idea is this. Our neurons fire and they fire as units. And what they do, they send signals down to the muscles And essentially, the muscles can do two things. They can contract or relax. That is the simplified version of it, because it is a little bit more complex than that. But that would be a unit. But think of it this way. If we've got a piano, we have 88 keys. And those 88 keys, played in a certain sequence and order or in combination, will create music. And sometimes you can create beautiful music that moves you to tears or you can create music that excites you and moves you and wants to dance. Or you can just create a noise that's going nowhere. Our physical body, they're made up of these motor units of uh, signal fires and the muscle contracts or relaxes. But there's millions of those. And that sequence of what you fire off in your system creates a result in your life of some sort whether you want it or not right so i came across this principle called said s-a-i-d which is specific adaptation imposed demand so what does that really mean it means when you want to have some sort of area of fitness whether it's to have bigger arms to have stamina to be able to go running, those types of things. Well, there's a sequence 
of muscles that you want to fire in an order that trains your body to be able to do that behavior. So, and that's called adaptation. So when you start off uh, lifting weights, for example, and you want to get those big manly biceps or you'd like to tone your arms, what you start to do then is to lift weights that's cause a resistance. And initially, you might be only able to do several lifts of the weight. Um, but over time, you do more and more of that. A little bit more concrete example of this. I, I needed to find something that I could do exercise-wise anywhere in the world where it doesn't matter if the hotel has a gym or not. And between you and I, I really do not like hotel gyms. I need to be able to do some sort of exercise that would be whether it's in a hotel room, maybe an airport, with a little bit of space. So I started doing some body weight stuff. And really what that is, is things like push-ups, sit-ups, and pull-ups whenever I could. So when I started my quest for doing push-ups, for example, now what I'm doing is being Pacific, so I'm doing some push-ups, which is a Good for all your body, uh, but especially your arms and your chest area. So I then impose a set of reps. And how I started doing this was, don't judge me, I started doing it up against a wall. And I found that a little bit too easy. So my body did not need to adapt to that. So I then started doing sets of 10 push-ups and three sets of 10 push-ups on a bench or on a sideboard so it's at an angle so it makes it a lot easier and I quickly adapted to that and uh, which meant I could then move on to the next phase of the adaptation process and create even more demand and I got up to doing 60 up against a table or something I then went down onto my knees and I started doing push-ups on my knees and I can do anywhere from 60 to 100 on my knees in sets of 20s and 30s. So that demand is adapting my body and so what I'm doing is improving my ability to do push-ups, which is excellent. And that carries on progressing. So we see that this specific movement is imposing a demand on my body my body then adapts to it and creates muscle and strength. Well, I'd like to think so. And that muscle and strength is specifically for that behavior. So I'm becoming better at doing push-ups. Here is my body responding to those demands. Now, here's the thing. If you don't use those muscles, your body starts to go oh, we don't need to hold that strength and starts to lose some of that strength. So with that ability, the more I use it and the more demands I put on myself, my brain goes, oh, look, we need to reshape the body to be able to do this behavior, i.e., in this case, push-ups. But if I don't use it, the brain also essentially goes, oh, no longer do we need to have that strength. We can kind of relax that process. Which is frustrating, to say the least, because 
I slipped a disc in my back and I'm now just going back to doing the push-ups and it feels like you're starting again. But very quickly, your body will, hopefully my body will respond to that whole process. Now this goes to a central idea. You gain what you challenge. So from an exercise point of view, we can see how that directly works. And we can see that, for example, if I wanted to become better at maths, if I wanted to become better at my relationships, if I challenge myself in those areas, my system, i.e. my body, my mind, responds to those challenges. And when you challenge yourself, what then happens is you can become better in that area of your life. And those challenges helps us grow and expand. They're not always transferable, although that's not necessarily a bad thing. So, for example... Sponsor of this week's NLPCourses.com podcast show, the NLP Practitioner Training, designed to transform your life. Attend the first day completely free. Find out more. Head over to the website to secure your place with the next NLP practitioner. If you are a runner and you're training yourself for running long distances and you go and do some martial art like taekwondo and you're in the fast sparring, you might find yourself getting out of breath very quickly, but thinking that you had stamina. Well, you did. You trained yourself in stamina for long distance running. And also then you try to transfer that across. And of course, you're you're fit and healthy, but you haven't trained yourself for short, fast bursts of activities. So what does that mean to us as we challenge ourselves? Yes, you could become good at most things. Do you necessarily need to be good at everything? I don't think so. I'm not great at running. And I think that's okay. I enjoy doing the body weight and that suits me. So whenever we think about investing in an area of our lives like health, there is a cost of resources. And what do I mean that? It's not necessarily buying the latest fashions. It's not necessarily buying the latest gadgets, which is a cost, obviously. But there's also the cost of time, energy and space. So the time one makes a lot of sense, because if you wanted to become a supermodel, then you probably have to put in many hours a day if you want to become an athlete that competes in the next Olympics. Obviously, you're going to need to put in a lot of time, anywhere up to eight hours a day plus. And that would make sense in those situations. But if you wanted to be healthy and enjoy your life, maybe the cost is half an hour. And then how can you maximize that half an hour? Also, space is interesting one to consider because there are lots of gadgets on getting healthy and fit. But do you always need them? Do you need the biggest contraption? 
because that space will you'll need space to put those items and even store them as they gather dust and not be used. And then you get told off and have to throw them out at some point or make space for other gadgets that you'd like to buy that's going to solve your... Hang on, I might be giving you an insight into my own collection of gadgets here, so let's move on quickly. So there is a cost to success. And are you willing to pay that cost? Okay, so what other lessons can we take from the health and fitness industry to help us? Well, there's several. One is that you need a target, i.e. our good friend goal setting. Uh, So that idea of knowing what you want and that we're goal-centric being comes up time and time again. Okay, so that's great. So if you go and see a personal trainer, they will ask you, what is it you want to achieve? Is it that you want to lose weight, become leaner? Do you, very similar, do you want to be able to run a marathon? And then as soon as they know the goal, then there's some other key factors that come into play here. So let's explore those because we spent some time on other podcasts on goal setting. But you do need something to aim for. Right, so one of the keys to fitness is consistency. So if you exercise on a consistent basis, like we said, your body will adapt and respond to that self-imposed stress and become stronger. Consistency is the key here. And there's some funny things within the sports industry. And one of them that kind of amuses me is sometimes they say, you need to keep your body confused. And I'm thinking to myself, why do you need to keep the body confused? Is it that the body can't learn? Is What's going on there? Well, if we think about it, what they're saying is, this is my opinion, and I'm sure I'll get lots of responses about this, is it's easy for your body to adapt to a situation. But isn't that what we're after? Because once you've adapted to doing, let's say, 60 push-ups, that shows that your body has learnt that process and adapted to it, which means we can then go to the next level. So if I were, we were teaching maths, and I thought, well, let's keep you confused by adding lots of different things in, would you learn maths? If I started teaching you guitar, but I must keep, your, keep you confused about learning guitar, would that work? Hmm, probably not. Anyway, I'm sure there's lots of people in the fitness industry that will put me correct on my thinking around that. But I think it's a good thing because one of the things that consistency does for us, it gives your body and your mind chance to adapt to the new behaviours. Which then leads us on to the next part, which is progression. Now, when we progress, we heard that you're pushing yourself to the next level. Now, this is not to be confused with just hard work. There's a, I think, there's a time when people get a little bit macho about how hard they work and push themselves to exhaustion with the motto, no pain, no gain. Hmm, I'm not sure progression is like that. Because if I was to be radical again, because when you get to a point and you plateaued, That's actually a good sign. It's mean you've been consistent. 
your body's responded and it's recuperating its energy. And then what we want to do is progress to the next stage. And how do we do that? Well, rather than working harder and putting more and more hours in and becoming exhausted, what if we had tiny little steps? That progression, it gives our chance body to respond. And tiny little, often what we call boring steps sometimes, create over a period of time phenomenal results. So what we've looked at in this podcast is some ideas from health and fitness. And it's not necessarily to teach you about health and fitness. There are some key concepts about success here. And one of those, which I've only come across recently, was something called SED, which is specific. Know exactly what you're working on and what adaptation that you're after impose some restrictions so that you can be very clear and achieve what you'll set out to achieve and then create demand and we noticed that that would fire off motor units i.e neurons that would train our system to be able to do a certain behavior and all that is coming from the mind then once we got that we took some other areas such as having a clear goal, what we're working on, being consistent, and this idea of progression. As we look around us in life, we see lots of models for success that we could take from sports, that we could take from education, that we could take from science and apply it to our success. I would love to know your insights about anything we covered in this session and whether you agree or disagree with my ideas of keeping a body confused is not probably the right way of going about it. I'm sure there's a whole set of theories that will back up either way on that argument and I understand that. But also be interested to find out, so have you managed to take a model from a different area of your life? Like we said, so from the sciences, from education, from sports as we've looked at in this and applied those concepts to a different area of your life i.e like running your business and it'd be wonderful for you to share your insights so head over to the website and do that if you've got any questions please do let me know and i look forward to catching up with you next week all the best see you soon thank you for tuning in you were just listening to nlpcourses.com podcast show if you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and make sure to head over to nlpcourses.com to subscribe to our newsletter where we keep you updated with in-depth NLP topics. Subscribe and stay tuned for upcoming episodes on neuro linguistics, programming, and beyond.